Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen, sickos and normies of the Lodge. We have a great episode for you today, but that episode would not get to you if it were not for the Sages of the Lodge, who we're going to read off to you right now. Alex Pamal of All Nerds, welcome. David Freeze of Brown Sugar and the Blind Albinos. Joseph Kennedy, Chris Perkowski of Charging the Mound. Scott Castellano of The End of the Bench. Maria Palmieri, Julie Rossman, Charlotte Astry, Daniel Muller, Shane Thomas, Driscoll, Andrew Clay of Brown Sugar and the Blind Albinos, and alas, Roger Kemp. Thank you for everything you do for the Lodge. Thank you for your monthly donations that sustain these future episodes. And now today, it is my pleasure to bring to you one of the authors from The End of the Bench, a longtime friend of mine, a sports enthusiast, and a man whose heart is shaped like a baseball, Patrick Milano. Welcome back. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me again, man. I'm happy. Dude, I'm happy to have you back. This is it. This is just like Scott. This is the trilogy. Yep. This is the trilogy. This is number three. So we're not going to drag this out any longer. Please enjoy this tune by Akira the Don featuring Alan Watts. And we will be with you with this new episode of the Landy Lodge. It's none of that. But something you forgot. See, everybody's forgot something. You left it out. Just missed it. See? See? And so I can bring this out, what you've forgotten, if I ask you, who are you? Will you say I'm... Jones, or whatever your name happens to be, I say, oh, no, no, don't give me that stuff. Who are you, really? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Five, four, three, two, one. Pat Milano, I know, we, buddy. I'm good, but we have a lot, a lot to talk about. That we do. That we do. You're wearing a Guardians hat. That's some of I the. That's, that's one of the brighter spots of what we need to bring up. But I want to get the bad shit out of the way first. Yeah, let's do it. Do what we got to do here. So the the wonderful, the unanimously loved commissioner of oh, Major yeah. League Baseball. Oh. Rob Manfred. The greatest of all time. Seriously. Like, who's Bud Selig? We got Rob Manfred, who who is proposing some new changes to baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Trying to make the game exciting for all the people who don't like baseball. Basically. Basically. All these changes he's coming into, he's brought into play. A lot of them were made official today. Uh, but now we've he, he comes up with this playoff format, this updated playoff format, which just doesn't make sense like it just i i don't get it so for the people listening at home pat could you tell them what this new proposed playoff format will yeah. be so i actually had to read up on it a couple times to really get understand it because it's very confusing to me. <laughs> all right so national league american league the top seven teams would make a playoff so it would be the three division winners and essentially four wild cards the team with the best record gets an, uh, uh, an automatic first-round buy, and then the way the remaining teams would work is on the last day of the season, the last day of the regular season, they have a plan to do almost like a selection show, like a selection Sunday, where the remaining top three teams uh, would get to pick their opponent of the bottom three. So, like, an example that they came up with was, let's say we take how last year's American League um, playoff situation worked 
Astros had the best record. They would have had a bye. Then you had the Yankees. The... I'm going to be drawing a blank on a couple of them right now. Anyways. anyways, Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, it was like Yankees, uh, Rays, um, Athletics, whatever it may be. Um, The Yankees would be a two seed. They get to pick between the four, five, and six, whoever one of those teams were. So essentially they could have picked the number six seed. Then the three seed gets to pick between the four and five. And then whoever is left play each other. So you almost kind of have like a schoolyard bully kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and it would on. be a three-game series compared to no more one-game That's game probably the part I hate the most, by the way. And here's why it doesn't make sense necessarily, because now you got to wait out a potential of three games. I get it. It might be, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like, it could be three consecutive days, but that's also three consecutive days that the first-round bye team has to sit and wait to get an idea of who they might be playing. It just... That's not how baseball works. I don't, it's a I don't marathon. Like, you have yeah. to keep playing or you get cold. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about staying hot at the right time. Um, I don't like... I don't really like the idea of having a buy in baseball. It never really crossed my mind before. I mean, I get, like, football, so it, it, like, works the way they just have the... Mm-hmm. Um, the divisions and everything lined and up. And buys are written into the regular season of football. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Um... But it just doesn't make sense. And another reason why I'm not a big fan of it is now you're expanding it to seven teams in each league, which, all right, you're trying he, – he, basically what Manfred is trying to do, he's trying to incentivize, uh, like trying to win and not tank because now mm-hmm. you have more of an incentive to make the playoffs. But you're also rewarding mediocrity. Like you don't have to be you, – all you have to do is aim to be one of the top seven teams in the league. And they did, like, I remember seeing a bunch of, like, stats and, and Just, just to intervene that. for a second, do you yeah. know how many more years the New York Mets would have made the playoffs? With they would have made, the made it last year. They oh. would have made it. 2007, 2008. They would have made it, yep. yeah, many, many years. And, like, I'm not saying that's a good thing. No. Those teams didn't deserve to make no, the playoffs. No, exactly. That's the thing. You want to, the way it is now, it's, especially the way they have the wild card game now. Which only I came actually into play. Lo- I see. Here's the thing. I actually love the wild yeah, card game. I used to not be a fan of it. Then I really started thinking because I think that's the antithesis of what you brought up. Where this new rule is like rewarding mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Me- mediocrity. The wild card incentivizes exactly. you to win your division. Exactly. That's what they. Were, that's what I was getting at in there. All, you know, you get two wild card teams. The only reason that they're in is because they were second best or mm-hmm. third best, whatever it may be. You want to win the division so you don't have to play in that wild card game. And a wild card game, you shouldn't get a three game series, in my opinion. You're in it because that's how the rules dictate it to be. Yep. You don't have to be in it. Back then, you know, a couple of years ago, before 2012, when the, the one game wild card came into play, it was one car, one wild card team, and then he's going to play the, the the division winner who had the best record. Yep. I mean, even there, they were getting off. Lucky because they got a five game series out of it. Now one game series to decide uh, between two top wildcard teams. I initially didn't like it at first, but I started to like every game. One sixty three has been amazing because it's all it on the line. Exactly, yeah. it's been hap- It's been awesome. Like even twenty sixteen when the Mets had that that wildcard game against the Giants, heartbreaking loss as it was, mm-hmm. but it, it it got it, it was pumped. a fun it was game. Like, all right, let, yeah. let's go. I mean, it was a pitcher's duel up until like the ninth inning when Jerry Smiley blew it, but. <clears throat> Yeah, cough. Um, but it's exciting game. You know, you you're you want to watch it. And those teams, they didn't win the division, so they don't deserve additional games to prove that they should be in it. One game is good. You know, look at what the Nationals did. They came in on a wild card and they ran the table and they won the World Series last year. 
I don't want to see a seven seed team who probably doesn't even deserve to and be there some in the first seven, place. Some seven seed teams are barely above five hundred. Yeah, that was another. That you was know, another like, stat. That was another stat. They what said, are we doing here? A team with eighty-two wins is going to win? Like, no, no. I, I'm not a fan of this. No, I'm really it, not it, a fan the of this. Best part about the playoffs is exclusivity. Best teams, division winners, the two wild cards. Wild cards play each other, and then that's it. That mm-hmm. that's your field. I don't like expanding it to seven teams the format just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and i feel like it takes away some of that exclusivity that baseball had like all these other sports like basketball especially half the leagues getting into the playoffs Mm -hmm. and you know what fine that works for them doesn't seem to be hurting the nba's numbers but the thing that like you said that makes baseball so great is like you have 162 games to be in the top three of your league or, or else you have to play a one-game playoff to see if you get in. Yep. It's so exclusive. You have to be the best yeah. of the best. Yeah. But now, like you said, that that goes away. Look, I, the only thing that I would say is the next time that you do any kind of playoff format um, adjustment or change or anything like that, it should only occur when we get some expansion teams. We go to 32 teams, and then at that point, you're probably going to have to do some division realignment or maybe even get rid of divisions altogether and just do American League, National League, and then just take the top six teams in each league and then, you know, have them go at it or something like that. I, I don't know. I, no, no, I agree with you on that. If they were to do something like this, it would have to be because the league is expanding. But if you ask me, and tell me what you think about this, I almost think the league could afford to get rid of a few teams. Well, that's the... Florida th- should not have a team. Here's the They're th- not running those teams well. And the statements that have been made is that there's not going to be any expansion until Tampa Bay and Oakland get set stadium deals, which they're really not, they're in talks, but it doesn't seem like it's happening for either team. I mean, Tampa is going to be playing, what, half its home games in Montreal this upcoming year? That's I mean, so at that ridiculous. point, at that point, just move to Montreal. They still have a fan base. They want a baseball team They want the team Expos back. back. They doesn't want have to be the Expos, but yeah. they want their team well, back. MLB owns Expos uh, logo and everything. So all all they, the IP, yeah. Yeah, they're going to, it would be the Expos if they decide to move it. And, it's just it's crazy i don't basically hands down no change to playoffs leave it as it is as long as we have 30 teams it works if we explain uh, expand to 32 then we can talk but until then if it ain't broke don't fix it i'm with you 100 and it's like i'm not anti-change the game Hmm. we can make changes to the game to make the game better like i like that we have i actually do like that we have challenges now that we can yeah, challenge like foul that. balls or I, challenge home runs. That's that's good. I think that's good for baseball. The one game wild card playoff, good for baseball. Mm-hmm. But now we're just getting ridiculous. We're trying to speed up the game. There's a limited amount of mound visits. Yep. There's there's it just doesn't seem right to me. It's like they're trying to turn baseball into not baseball. It comes back to Manfred is trying to pander to an audience that right now doesn't care while alienating the its current fan base. But the problem is you don't want to make changes to try and get people attracted. You know what gets people attracted? Marketing. Be able to market your players. Be able to have people log on I to agree. YouTube and be able to see the, the great content that we might see on a daily on a daily basis. Trevor Bauer, pitcher for the Reds. This is if you follow him on Twitter, if you go on Twitter, he does this stuff all the time. He's constantly going at Rob Manfred and, and Major League Baseball in general. He's basically saying the way we get our fans back is by showing and we discussed this the last time I was on. I know it's been a while, but yeah. basically, market your players better. 
get rid of, you know, don't have cable blackouts. There are teams, there are people in California who may be rooting for New York teams that they can't watch otherwise Correct. because of the blackouts. Or maybe they just want to watch. Maybe they're yeah. just fans of baseball. Exactly. You and, know? and that's the stuff that needs to be corrected before you go worrying about changing the rules of the game. The rules of the game right now are fine. You need to market better. You know, no, you're 100 percent right. The NFL market knows the how to individuals. market. Market the knows, individuals. Exactly. NFL knows how to market. NBA knows how to market. You got. Well, what happened? Because I feel like baseball and like here's the thing. Like I I can't speak for Rob Manfred and the MLB, but like the MLB's not hurting. There are some clubs like the White Sox and mm-hmm. the Rays that are hurting, but Major League Baseball as a corporation is not hurting. Mm-hmm. These big market teams and even the middle market teams are doing inc- are doing very well. Yeah. I mean, Very well. I mean, yeah. look at the contracts some of these guys are mm-hmm. getting now. Yes, some of the small market teams are struggling, like I said, like the White Sox. But it's not like baseball's going broke. No. It's still one no. of the top three sports in the country. I mean, last year, they netted, I think it was like close, if not over $10 billion. Yeah, what like, are we talking about yeah, here? I mean, what, what do we have, greedy owners who just want to that, transfer well, of wealth? Like, that, what are we doing? That's the thing. More owners playoffs, more TV deals? Like, owners didn't want to spend. I mean, I, this offseason's been, compared to previous offseasons, this offseason has been pretty like oh, the hot stove's been off. Like, yeah. It's been going off. Um, but I get it. That's what people think. The owners are not looking to spend. They they don't want to go over that luxury tax and have to pay the additional, you know, percentage that they would be over. It's I mean there's well, a, all, I, I wanna ask is, you. I wanna ask you what happened? Because Major League Baseball used to be incredible mm-hmm. about what about what we were talking about earlier, the ability to market your players. Like we think about the players we grew up with, yeah. right? Whether we're talking about the Ken Griffey Juniors mm-hmm. or whether we're talking about the Mike Piazzas or the Derek Jeters. Or you the- want to know the funny thing? It, it seems like marketing has gotten worse since social media came into play. Which that's so weird. It's, that's it's so ironic. ass backwards. Exactly. It's so ass. Well, what do you think it is? Are there? Are they? Are they like? I think it's the content. A are, lot of a are, lot of are players withheld from like tweeting certain things. No, I mean. We've seen like guys Grandy. do it. Grandy was amazing when he yeah. was at the Mets. His Instagram, we follow yeah, Lucas it, Duda. It was fucking hilarious. I think the, the problem league should have been putting that on the forefront of their of their entire I agree. image. I agree. I think the problem is MLB. They have like they don't allow others to take and control their content. Like everything has to be MLB. Yeah. Like they copyright like absolutely everything. So like yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, a lot of uh, like independent sports bloggers or anything like that they can just talk about it and like but it's tough for them to get actual mlb footage and stuff like mlb doesn't want if it's not their video they don't they don't want to get yeah basically they want their name on every single piece of content that's so strange to me because all you're doing is like what social media enables is that the fans can do the marketing for you exactly think about how much more marketing they would do with when you have guys all these top sports bloggers and like video podcast guys and everything like that on Twitter and Instagram, everything like that, YouTube, they have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Like they're diehard baseball fans. Use them to your advantage. Yeah, like, you should be inviting them into the clubhouse. Exactly. Like give them cl- like uh, clubhouse passes. Exactly. Let them interview some of the players because you're a hundred percent right. Like yeah. that's the. I think it's a media thing. I actually think it's 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 in a way kind of bigger than the MLB because mm-hmm. it's really old media trying to cling to what they have left. Yeah. You know, because the people who do get to whether whether we're talking about like locally, the the New York Post mm-hmm. or Newsday or New York Times, they have these exclusive passes to get into the Yankees yeah, clubhouse exactly. or get in the Mets clubhouse. If they start letting John Boy media in the clubhouse, 
they lose footing. They lose mm-hmm. ground. Because who who's block who's whose piece are you gonna read? New York Times or John Boy Media? Exactly. Who who's you gonna read? You're gonna read John Boy Media because yeah. you know that guy he's a little bit more authentic. People are able to interact with him more. He's a fan. He's a fan. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I feel like it's almost like a threat of old guard versus new guard where you know, old media, uh, what would you call it, legacy media, yeah. is clinging to the exclusivity that they have left mm-hmm. within the MLB because it yeah. seems to be, it seems to be gone from other leagues, right? Like the NBA is not having a problem with this. I don't think so. NFL, but again, yeah. they do better marketing in terms of their players and such. Well, like, it's you, easier for the for the NBA because there's just less players yeah. in, in play. Like there's five on a court at a time, where baseball there's nine per yeah. team. But I don't know. I don't know. I, it's it's Ult- it's very strange. Ultimately, it comes down to this. Rob Manfred, you're looking at the wrong stuff. If you want to market better, you want to get more fans, don't worry about changing the rules. Change the way we perceive players. We can see the players. We can see the content. That needs to be changed first before you go ahead and change the rules. Rules are fine. Change everything else. And I don't think the MLB's way to make more money is by bringing in new fans. I think the MLB's way to make money is to get you and I to spend more money mm-hmm. on them. Yep. Get you and I into the ballpark. Well, it's important get to get you and fans. I to buy Alonzo jerseys. Yeah. Get you and I to do the spending. You don't have to get new people. You have thousands of fucking fans yeah. across the whole country. Millions even. Well, I think it's important to get new fans, but you don't push out the fans that have been there from the start. The new fans are kids. Yeah. And that's something the Mets do incredibly well. Mm-hmm. You know, as a franchise, say what you will. A about. lot, of, a lot of franchises do very well with when it comes to. And that's the kids your new fan. That's yeah. your new fan. That's how, that's how we came in. It's we, le- we it's were, a legacy we, sport. Yeah, you pass we it on kids. to your children. You, you don't just, need to get the guys who like hockey. The people who like hockey hate fucking baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm generally speaking, yeah. you know, you're a hockey fan. You love baseball, but you know what I mean. You, baseball you, for you, hockey, yeah. Ex- exactly. But you have sports elitists, exactly. you know? People who watch the NBA, people who love the NBA, they're not necessarily watching the MLB, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get them to. No. You're not going to get a 35-year-old man watching the Clippers to suddenly become a huge diehard Dodgers fan no. just because the playoff format is different. No. That's, that's not, not how this shit oh, works. Oh, so you're saying seven teams... That- I'm in. So oh, yeah. No one's going to be like that. If anything's going to be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. It's just, it, it's ass backwards is what it is. Stop changing the rules. Worry about marketing. Worrying about making sure people know who your players are. Let me know what you think of this. You know what one thing I would change about the playoff format is? Hmm. Make the Division Series 7 games. No, I kind of like it being at 5. And that's I mean, fair. But wouldn't that just sit easier with you? What if that was the news? Would that sit easier with that you? That would sit easier with me. But I like I kind of like the division at five series. Well, let me ask you why, because I feel like in baseball, seven is the perfect number to figure out who is the better team. Mm -hmm. Whereas like we've seen it in series of seven where one team might go up three to one, but that team will make a comeback and win. But Mm -hmm. if that was a five game set, it's done. The two my two favorite words when it comes to playoff baseball is game seven. I just, I, I mean, but doesn't that speak to my point it, a little bit? But not for the division series, though. Like championship series, because division series, you're not trying to clinch a pennant, you're not trying to clinch a World Series, you're just trying to clinch a spot in the next. It, round. It's all. I, I guess you're right. It's almost sort of, sort so of like a, game game seven division series. I'm like, all right, cool. But the next step for them is just trying to win. I the, guess so, right? Because you don't get to take a title home yeah. when you win the division series. You yeah. don't. There's nothing. Champ- I like championship series, World Series. Keep that seven games. Uh, division series, I think it's perfect at five games. I I, I disagree, but, but I respect that opinion. You no, you made a very good opinion. point. You made a very good point. I respect your opinion. All right. So enough about Manfred. Yeah. Let's and I I we spoke to I spoke to Scott a lot on the last podcast about this, so I don't really want to get into it. Mm. The, the Mets have been just a just an ab, abysmal PR 
fucking wave this entire offseason. But I want to pick it up, and I want to talk about how this is a good fucking roster. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a Mets fan, forget everything that's fucking happened in the last few months. This is an exciting team. Mm. This is a young team. And I know you wanted Rojas from the beginning, didn't you? All right. You wanted Rojas as manager. Let's well, start there. Let's start with Rojas and let's move on to this roster. I would have preferred an experienced manager like a Buck Showalter or, you know. Or like Girardi. Some, or Girardi. I mean, Girardi was my number one. Me too. Um, When it came down to Beltran being one of the finalists, I liked that because it was, I think, they wanted to get someone who we knew. It's a legacy Met. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But I was also looking when it got time to the finals and all that. It come about Luis Rojas. I'm like, I knew him. Quality control coach. He's been with the organization. I looked further Big into Big analytical it. guy. Yeah. Looked further into his background and everything. Guy's been with the organization since 2007. He's managed at two or three different minor league levels. So he does have managing experience. Not necessarily big league, but managing. But the biggest thing that I... And like confident with him, mm-hmm. not one player has said one negative thing about him. It has been nothing but great pick. You know, no, the players love him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, players are absolutely head over heels in love with Luis Rojas, and I think they're gonna play for him. And I think he has their respect. He, ha- they have confidence in him, and I think that's gonna be important. And I think he's gonna do do a good job. I mean, I don't think he could be any worse. In terms of you know attitude or or the way he carry himself than Mickey Callaway. Mickey Callaway always kind of seemed like, uh yeah. Um, I, I mean it is what it is. Luis Rojas looks like he's gonna be like, yeah, uh, we sucked, but we're gonna come back. We're gonna do you know we're gonna pick it up because mm-hmm. this is not how we play. We know we're better than this. And Mickey is kind of like, yeah, uh, all right, whatever. Mickey was good. He, he's a good pitching coach. Some guys just can't be managers. Luis Rojas, I think, has... Yeah, has Mickey it. doesn't... It, it's an. It's always an it factor, mm-hmm. right? It's always... And Mickey was just lacking it. And I think... You know, I think one thing... And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I get the um the vibe from Rojas that if a player isn't performing, it doesn't matter how much money they make. It doesn't matter what they think their position on the team is. If a player is not performing, they will be replaced by a player who does. Now, this is a team that's managed by the front office. Let's yeah. let's be honest about mm-hmm. that. But I guess what I'm saying is Rojas would be the voice where, say this, say Rojas was the manager last year, and after Diaz's ninth blown fucking save, I feel like Rojas would be the type of guy to maybe try and talk to the front office and say, like, hey, I'm not saying can him, but maybe he should go to the eighth inning. Yeah. And maybe Lugo should I go think, in the ninth. Exactly. I think you he's going to be that kind of I guy. I think he's that kind of guy. I hope, I hope that the front office gives him the freedom the liberty and and let him do what he's got to do cuz he knows these players and i think that's only going to be beneficial like trying to control the lineup from the front office is is not i know it's the way a lot of teams go nowadays but you got to let the baseball baseball minds is, if, do what they got to do if your ass isn't on the bench what do we got to talk about yeah if your ass isn't on the field you know, what do we got to talk about? If your and, cleats aren't dirty, what do we got to talk and about? This all comes back to every every Met fan's hatred for Jeff Wilpon. Every Met fan hates Jeff Wilpon. And the reason for that is he thinks he's a baseball mind. He thinks he's a player. He thinks he's a coach. He thinks he's a scout. You are an owner. You write you hire the player. You hire the scout. You hire the coach. You hire the manager. You sign their checks and you sit back and do nothing is what you're supposed to do. Stop trying. You hired these baseball minds. Let them do what you hired them to do. Well, you know what? I 
agree with you 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. But you know what an owner should be doing? Marketing his players. Mm-hmm. There you oh, go. How do I get how do I get these dads to bring their kids to the ballpark? How can I get them in the What in promotion? The what promotions should we be doing? Mm-hmm. You know, who's the up and coming star? When's David Wright day? Yep. You know? Those are the kind those are the kinds of things an owner should be doing. An owner should not have any say in the lineup or any No. It's just asinine. And like we can I mean, this is our third podcast, and I'm yeah. pretty sure every podcast we've taken a giant dump on Jeff Wilpon. I, I mean, hope that never it. changes. He deserves it. I hope that it. never, even when he's gone, I hope we still oh, no. shit on this Oh, no, he, he will still be shown. But, but, it's like, but this is something he's I the said. reason we don't have a new owner right now. Well, yeah, yeah, because he's a fucking, oh, he, I want to sell I want to sell the team, but, but I still want to have control of it. So it, you see, Pat, I'm going to sell you my house, but I'm still living analogy. in it. I love that analogy. I'm going to sell you my car, but I get to drive it on weekends. Yeah. This is the basic, that's the basic analogy I came in, so... For those who don't know, I'm sure a lot of people do. Cohen was supposed to buy the Mets. He was all set. Then Wilpon, Jeff Wilpon, comes in with a new demand. Hey, I still want to be in charge for the five years, and I also want an extended salary, and when it's all said and done, when you're full owner, I still want to be part of the baseball operations team. That is like buying a house, but the current tenant still lives in the master bedroom, and he uses your money to buy groceries. <laughs> His groceries. Yeah. You're eating for dinner what he yep. wants, bitch. Yep, exactly. Dude. Like, does that make any sense in the real world? No, it doesn't. But. Dude, but here's here's my thing. I mean, and we could bitch about Will Pond all we yeah. want. And this is something I said with, with Scott on, too. It's like, even with Will Pond, the Mets have had chances to bring mm-hmm. home a championship. And that's what Will Pond wants. Yep. I really don't think he's going till he wins a championship. Because I'll tell you what he's afraid of. He's afraid of selling this team. And they win right away. And they win, not even right away, just whenever they do win. It's like, oh, we did it because we got rid of him. Do it despite him. Exactly. It's like no matter, it's a a legacy thing. If he owns the team, that's why he wanted it for the next five years, Mm -hmm. because this team is built to win in the next five years. Because he'll be using Cohen's money to do what he wants to do. Exactly. Rather than them putting up the money themselves. And this team is built to win in the next five years. So it's a legacy thing. He wants to win the championship so then he can walk away and say, I was a championship owner. We'd still say fuck you. We'd still (laughs) say fuck you because you didn't play the fucking game, bitch. Okay. It's going to be a fun summer at City Field because you are going to see a lot of people. You're going to see a lot of people getting kicked out of games for Wearing team. sell the team T-shirts, fuck Will Ponsant. You're gonna see a lot of people get kicked out of City Field this year. Beautiful, I know, Beautiful. I love it. We will cheer them on their way out. I can't wait. To see. Standing ovations on their way out. They gotta, sell, they gotta sell the team. Yeah. The fans, the fans don't like them. We've never liked them. No. And even when we win, Jeff Will Pond, it won't be because of you. Mm-hmm. We're still gonna talk shit on you. Oh yeah. We're gonna say if it weren't for you, we'd have three championships in our lifetime Very instead true. of goose egg. You know. It's just nonsense. But hold on, let's 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 back this up. Yeah, let's, let's back this up. Let's talk about this fucking team. Let's do it. Let's let's talk. One of the youngest teams in baseball. Some of the between the pitching staff, the new rising stars in Alonzo and McNeil, and who knows, maybe even JD Davis, mm-hmm. wherever the fuck that guy came from. <laughs> I oh, like man. that Jeff McNeil's gonna be playing third now. Mm-hmm. That should have been the case a long time ago. Um I'm excited. Like I, know, I, I, I'm really, I'm really upset at the way this all season's gone with all this press and PR. But yeah, it, this it, is an exciting team. Like Mets fans should be amplified. Every, what's coming. Everything that has happened negatively has been uh, off the field issues. But once we get down to it, the Mets do have a very good baseball team, and so do the Yankees. And I really hope both teams are good. This Base, New York I baseball really is at its best when both teams are competitive. Absolutely. And that's and another thing. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to Ross in a second. Yeah. One thing the MLB needs to bring back, where's our Subway series? 
What yeah. the fuck happened? Yeah, what the I agree. fuck happened? We it, used to get three in each ballpark. It, it, now it's a two and two, and get they're the not even out of here. back and forth. It, it, it that ruins. Nonsense. I don't like the scheduling. On Nonsense. That. Fix no, that. Should. Fix that, Manfred. Yeah. But anyway, back to the roster. Yeah. I mean, dude, dude. I mean, there's a little part of me that's scared about sustained success. It's like. I mean, don't hurt me, Alonzo. This, this is this is <laughs> don't what, hurt me. This is kind of what I went into uh, in my uh, my articles that I just recently posted online. Uh, I have begun my uh, season predictions for uh, the six divisions. I de- and I definitely agreed with your NL East uh, assessment. Thank you, thank you. I think um, they're on the money. I think the Mets get ninety and not eighty nine, which is what you gave them. Yeah, so I, think I mean, they which, do well, we can discuss that a little bit more. But basically, yeah. uh, for those who haven't gotten a chance to uh, read it yet. Uh, please log online at theendofthebench.com and uh, take a look at my personal uh, MLB 2020 predictions for the AL East and the NL East. Um, We'll start with the Mets. And uh, basically, some people might call me crazy, but I have the Mets finishing second with 89 wins. I don't necessarily think they can break 90. I think 89 is a good number for them right now, and I'll explain a little bit more. I got them winning 89, 89 wins. And a second wild card berth. Now, the problem that the Mets have had over the last several years is they get off to a really hot start for a good, you know, two, three weeks. Then they completely shit the bed for a month. And then they end the season, like, amazing. Last year, they the second half... The second half was incredible. If they... And another thing about that is, and within that month that they were terrible, you had Diaz blowing saves, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys were not living up to what they needed to do. They lost 20 plus games because they couldn't hold on to a lead. If they can just sustain one consistent year, you're going to have slumps. Don't let it be a month long. You're, you're, everyone's going to have those slumps. I think that with the roster that they have and the bullpen that they now have, that start, I'll just stay off with the bullpen. Diaz is not going to be awful this year. I really don't think he is. He's been working with Pedro Martinez all offseason to work on his mechanics, get his slider back. And even the second half last year, his slider was pretty good too. He, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I think Familia has a bounce back year. Seth Lugo is the best arm in that bullpen right now. I think he'll be the closer one day, if not mid-year when, I, when Diaz starts I know there the was bed. I know there was speculation about before they signed Porcello and Waka, also pretty good pickups. Before they signed him, they wanted to put Lugo in the rotation. I didn't like that. No, he, his career numbers are very similar between starter and reliever. His, but his in terms of like starts and, mm-hmm. and innings pitched, but his stats, you know, ERA, WHIP, strikeout, everything like that, he's a reliever. And there's not, that's not a knock on him. He right now is one of the best relievers in baseball. MLB Network agreed with that. They named him like sixth. On the I top actually, 10 I actually believe that if Seth Lugo was the closer last year, we make the playoffs. They might. Yeah, I mean. Uh, then you have Justin Wilson, very formidable left hand, uh, left hand uh, out of the bullpen, uh, bullpen, and you have the signing of Dylan Patances. So I think they will have one of the top bullpens in the league. A lot of analysts think that they have the best bullpen in the league. I don't know if I'd go that far yet, but definitely up there in terms of potential. At least top ten. Yeah, at least top ten. In terms of the offense, you have Alonzo, you have Conforto, you have McNeil. You know, if JD Davis and Dom Smith even just get half the reps that we think they're going to get. We know that they, what they can do at the bat. Hopefully, J.D. Davis wasn't an anomaly this off this past year. Hopefully, he can sustain that success. You hopefully get a healthy Brandon Nimmo back. Uh, I think the sky is the limit. I think they have the potential to be there, and we know what the, the rotation looks like. DeGrom, he's going to be aiming for a third Cy Young in three years. You just got to hope that Syndergaard and Matt's finally 
live up to what we had anticipated. Well, we we know they are. Strowman, I think, is going to have a good year for us. I think so, too. And I think a lot of people may be crazy, but I actually like the one-year flyer on Porcello and Rocca. You know, both guys, Porcello was a Cy Young winner not too long ago. All he's got to do is get his mind right, and who knows? We could have another amazing year, as is, as is Waka. Here's um, my thing. I feel like with the number five starter, you can always take a chance on a guy. Exactly. Because it's your number five starter. Exactly. Worst case scenario, there's probably a guy in the minors you can call up that mm-hmm. can pitch 170 innings and give you a 4.2 ERA. Yeah. Which for a five starter is adequate. I think I think they had the potential. A lot of people might call me crazy when I say it, but I have them at 89 wins. They finished at 86, I believe, last year. I think 89 is uh, formidable. But it's going to be tough in that division. Um, Pakoda, uh, yeah, baseball. Really tough. This this was crazy though. Baseball prospectus um, comes out with their annual uh, projections of what they had. They had the Mets winning the uh, NL East, but with eighty eight wins. All right, one. I don't think they're going to win the East, and two. Even if they were, eighty eight wins is not going to do it. Not in that division. Not with how good the Braves have been. The Phillies continue to to uh, add pieces and become better. The National just came off of a World Series win. I don't think they're going to come close to that repeat personally because they let Anthony Rendon walk. Basically, he was their biggest bat. So now they got to rely heavily on Juan Soto and Trey Turner. Um, they still have the, the pitching, which is good, but the offense is a little down. Juan, might I, I just want to make a note. I think yeah. Juan Soto is one of the most exciting players to watch in baseball. Can I, I want to make a bold prediction right now. Go ahead. Juan Soto, MVP 2020. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think love the way this guy fucks with pitchers. Oh, yeah. He fucks. Fucks with them. He's having fun. Constantly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like. And that's why he plays so well, yeah. too. You know, but 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 moving on, moving on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he's my bold uh, prediction. Well, maybe not too bold. I think a lot of people have that potential for him. But I have him as my, uh, when that time comes making those predictions, we got a while to fill in. But uh, he's front runner for me mm-hmm. for uh, NL MVP this upcoming year. Um, moving over to the AL East. The Yankees are going to run away with this division. Easily. I mean. Easily. They have. Now the Sox just shipped Mookie oh Betts off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the Yankees division to lose, yeah, man. Yeah, Yanks, man. You guys are going to have a good summer in the Bronx. But. Uh, <laughs> Wish the, we had that division right now. The over-under for them was uh, 101 wins. 101 and a half. I had them at 106. 106? Yeah, I got them at 106. Whoa. Yeah. I know. I'm crazy. You might think I'm crazy when I Bold. say that. but Why? You think they're just going to completely beat up on their own division? Absolutely. I mean, I think they're just going to – they're the – aside from maybe the Twins, they have the well, – unfortunately, like the Astros, which we uh, – whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have the best offense, I think, or at least they had the best offensive potential. You know, Judge, Stanton, Voight. Urshela, LeMahieu, Torres, and you're hopefully getting Miguel Andujar back, who's now going to DH, so you're not taking one bat out of the lineup in Urshela to put in another bat. Now you're getting both of them, and you're still keeping the good glove of Urshela has at third base. So, And you have Sanchez, obviously. I think I don't think it's crazy to think 106 wins. I mean, personally. 106 is crazy. And you get Garrett, you get Garrett Cole to lead that rotation, and... Luis Severino hopefully comes back healthy. Tanaka, uh, Paxson, unfortunately, I think he's going to miss the first couple of uh, months of the season. Uh, but that's why they also have Hap still. And I think they're also going to be getting uh, Jordan Montgomery back, mm. uh, who's their, their young lefty as well. Um, and that bullpen, I mean, come on. Lights out. Chapman, Avino, Canely, 
uh, Britain. As Green. long as no one's tipping off their signs, they'll be all just you, fine. All you really got to do is have your starter go five, six innings and let the bullpen take care of it. I mean, I don't see why. I mean, Yankee fans might love me, but they might hate me because now maybe I jinxed them. Maybe you jinxed them. Knock on wood. I want to fight you. I actually want to fight you on the 89 yeah. prediction because you're right. The Mets won 86 games last year. So here's here's what I'll say. If all those bats perform the way they performed last year, mm-hmm. and if the starters can, for the most part, perform the way they performed last year, with this new bullpen, I think they can win 95. I think the Braves still win the division. I agree with you on that. I think the Braves are the best team in the National League East. But I think the Mets can do this because think about it. How many how many games did we blow in the ninth inning? Oh, two. I don't even I don't even want to ballpark it for me. Go ahead. Anywhere ballpark. between 15 and 20 maybe. Let's maybe be not conservative. the ninth, not saying ninth inning but late inning leads. Let's be conservative and let's say it's 15. Okay. Let's say we lost 15 games that we should have won. Now look, some of those games are going to get away from you mm-hmm. no matter what you do. Let's say 8 instead of 15 this year right, with so that this puts new them around 96. Yeah, roughly. You know, 90, oh wait, no, no 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 94. 94. 94. Yeah. That that's kind of where my head's at with this team. I, well, that's I really where I, that's where my head was at in terms of making the rankings, but I still got to put the Braves first. I agree with you. No, like, Braves. I really do believe the Braves, if not the best team in the East, might be the best team in the National League. Dodgers, man. You think it's gonna be the Dodgers? Uh, well, yeah, they just got fucking. Mookie I know Betts, they just so. got. I know they just got Mookie Betts. And Dave, listen, let's, get, not, let's not knock on David Price either. No, no, no. But think about this: if he's you healthy, have, he'll eat two hundred innings. You get the two thousand eighteen. Uh, I believe it was 18, uh, American League MVP, Mookie Betts. You had the 2019 National League MVP, Cody Bellinger, playing center and right field. Come on. Like, they they're, I don't they even look know. dangerous. You know what it is, man? And, like, it's not even the Dodgers' fault. It's the Wilpons' fault. I hate the Dodgers. Did I hate you, them. Did you hear? I hate them. I well, I don't I don't want to say I hate the Dodgers. Oh, you mean Wilp- you hate the Wilpons or you hate the Dodgers? I hate both of them. Okay. I, I love don't wanna... there there's Dodgers legacy that I love, like Sandy Koufax, Jackie Robinson, yeah. the Dodgers history, the whole thing. Great. But I hate them. Because the Wilpons Because love they them. glorify them. Yeah, that's fair. And they've invaded our ballpark. It's I, I, I don't know if Scott and I said this on the podcast, but it's like I love the giant forty two in City Field. It's mm-hmm. great. It should not be how you walk into City Field. That's fair. You no, should I agree. be walking into City Field. You should see Seaver. You should see Piazza. I agree. You should see Edgardo Alfonso. You should see John Franco. You should see Keith Hernandez. You should see Gary Carter. That's who I want I to see in the rotunda. I agree there. Put the forty two somewhere else. It's a beautiful thing. Makes a great photo op. Hashtag forty two City Field. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck you want to do. But it does not belong That's fair. in that rotunda. That That's belongs fair. to to the to our history. It, it's tough for me to like say I absolutely hate it because I love Jackie Robinson. I love what he did for the game. Yeah, no, I'm no, not I understand. On, yeah, I'm no, not no, no, you're hating on Jackie Robinson. Yeah. but you're hating the idea that, that they, that's they, how you walk into the ballpark. Yeah. If you want, I don't know. I don't even hate the fact they're enshrining him. He was a p- big piece of national. But it shouldn't baseball. be the first thing you see. It should not be the first thing you see. You I walk into City Field, your your childhood should smack you in the face. I agree. You know. Or, or the legacy of that franchise should smack you in the face. Not the Wilpons' favorites team's legacy. And mm. I get it. It was National League Baseball. But that's this is City Field. Yeah, I this agree. This is our park. It's nice. It'd be nice to see a little more blue and orange and not just a lot of blue uh, once you walk in exactly. there. And that's not the only thing. What about the New York Giants? What about Willie Mays? Why can't you do a, a, a Willie Mays Robinson yeah. rotunda? It is It is weird. that I mean, but again, it because comes down to the Because they're fucking Dodgers yeah, fans. it comes down to the Wolfons. So yeah. they, now they make me hate the Dodgers. Right. I can't say I hate the Dodgers personally because... I can. No, but me Fuck them. Pers- this is what I, this is what I <laughs> like to say. Like, if the Mets weren't here and we still had the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants, I would have been a Brooklyn Dodger fan. How do you know that, Pat? Seven. 
my dad is from Brooklyn. He kind of like, was he a Dodgers fan? My my father, the only Dodger my <laughs> father knows is fuck. I don't even know. My, like, I, I know, I know. I'm that's messing, just I'm messing around. I'm I know. I, I can just listen. Uh, my, look, yeah, I got family. I, my family comes from Brooklyn too. Actually, my dad's from the Bronx. My mom's from Brooklyn. That could have been interesting. Um, but but you're also the only Mets fan in your family, though. Uh, my grandmother and grandfather. I mean, Mets immediate fans. family. Though. In my immediate family, yes. Like your I'm brothers are both. My Yankee brothers fans. and my parents are both yeah. Yankee fans. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm a you know middle child, black sheep. Thank you. I know. I know exactly. You, you too. Yeah, middle child as well. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a good summer. It um, should be. It should be a very good summer. It, it, like I said, it's good when both teams are good at the same time. I agree. I, I think it, it's good. It's because you know what it is. It's the for me, sports so much, and let me know if you agree or disagree. For me, sports, at least among fans and friends, it's it, it it's so much of it is about the shit talking. Oh, absolutely. So much of it is about the shit absolutely. talking because like it's safe. Mm-hmm. It, it's safe tribalism. It's safe barbarianism. No. You know, there's 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 really nothing on I mean, the line. I mean, in there sports. there there's are some realistically nothing at stake. There are some people who take it a little too seriously, and you know what? They have something else going on in yeah. their life. They, um, they, they have a void of meaning yeah. that they're filling with baseball. Mm. Not that baseball can't give you meaning, but it, it no. It's, but it's, I, if I'm being honest, it really shouldn't be what gets you up in the morning. No, you should no, have a little something for yourself, unless you are a baseball player. But yeah, you you get me. I agree. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it, the shit talking is good, especially when both teams are running away with their their respective divisions. Well, that's what made 2006 so fun, right? Yeah, is the Mets and Yankees were the two best teams mm-hmm. in baseball. Yeah, you know, we both got robbed of our Subway series, but. That's what made that's what makes New York baseball so much fun. And yeah. I feel like that's New York baseball at its roots, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the Dodgers and Giants competing, the Dodgers yep. and Yankees competing. Like it was always about those New York rivalries. Yeah, it's Speaking good. of which, would you would you get behind bringing a third team back to New York? I wouldn't say I I wouldn't be behind it. It just I don't think it makes sense geographically. What if it wasn't in the southern part of the state? What if you moved them a little bit? I don't want to say upstate because, you know, Orange County is not upstate. But what if you put a team up in, like, Westchester, Orange County? I don't think it would be sustainable. You don't think it would be sustainable? I really don't, no. I think in terms of expansion, I I knew or I have a list or I've heard of list of places that are, are still a possibility. Well, what, um, tell, me, tell me which ones you think are the most uh, attractive or appealing. In terms of expansion, where it could be? Yes, yes. Well, Montreal, obviously. That, that's number one. Um Two that I've heard a lot of that a lot of people are interested in because it has apparently it has a lot of baseball history in terms of like minor league or independent ball is Portland, Oregon. That uh, would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, I've heard other people say Vegas, but I don't know how Vegas will really work. Don't don't bring a team. I, to Vegas. I wouldn't do a team in Vegas. The mayor of Orlando is trying to get a team down no, there. No, no more that's Florida not, teams. No, that shouldn't get, happen. We should get the teams out of Florida. I agree. Get them out. I that's agree. a good spring training state. A bunch of those people are Yankee fans anyway. Mm-hmm. Get everyone out. Of I there. agree. Um, I think those were the like the biggest te- biggest spots that I've heard. Like Portland and Montreal are the two that I think would be perfect in terms of an expansion because they have the, they'll have the fan base. They are fans. Like I don't know the exact history behind uh, Portland and and the love of baseball there, um, but from everything that I've heard is that that's a great city to have an expansion team there. Um, other places like people just try and name like big cities where you think that we could get something. Like um, uh, I think one other heard one that I heard was like San Antonio or New Orleans or you got to think geographically and like 
economically. Like it's got to be able to fit. And I don't know if it necessarily fits in those two places. Maybe know, maybe yeah. San Antonio, but I don't know about New Orleans. I was going to say, I think San Antonio might make a little bit more sense. Yeah, but um, I, I think if I had to pick my two expansion teams right now, it would be Montreal and Portland. I would love both of that because it would give me an excuse to go there. Yeah, right? Like, you know? I who wants to go to Portland, Oregon for a random... I mean, like, I might... For, for you for, might for other reasons, yeah. But, but I mean, like, <laughs> think about like a fan who's trying to see all thirty ballparks at that point. Thirty two, like, yeah. How often are people? Oh, let's go to Portland, Oregon. No, but now you get a team. Well, you know, Portland, Oregon. Cool oh, let's that. go see a Portland whatever game. You know, like, what could be cool look, about that too. See is, the city. Or is you could almost like you could almost like road trip it up the West Coast mm-hmm. for baseball. Yeah, you know, you could make a stop between California and Seattle. Yeah. and stop in Portland. Yeah, that would be cool. I think I think those would be the the two. You don't want to bring a team. But, you don't want to bring a team to the Dakotas. I don't know why. Though. Like, <laughs> there's no way it would be sustainable there either. Um, but in in reality, though, an expansion's not going to happen until something happens with the the Rays and the A's. No, I, I mean it's just they don't have stadiums. Oakland Coliseum is is a it's dump. a football stadium. Yeah, and Tropicana Field is just shit. I mean, Katie, <laughs> Katie, my lovely fiance. Was that a, a hi, Katie? Yeah, hi, Kate. Love you. Um, she was at a uh, uh, a Rays game, I think, last year. She went down when she was down visiting her grandma with her dad. She said that place is an absolute dump, <sighs> like an absolute shithole. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't. I I want to go to all 30 major league ballparks. I that's gonna be at the very end. I'm gonna wait for that one to go away. Yeah, and right. Then, then I'll make my way there. What is your favorite ballpark that you've been to? Well, unfortunately, so far, I've only been to three ballparks. Well, five if you include Old Yankee Stadium and Shea Stadium. Okay, uh, let's include those. Three. Um, my favorite, I mean, City Field is a complete upgrade from Shea Stadium. Shea Stadium, I got the memories, you know, growing up there and everything. But in terms of, like, amenities and all that, City Field has it. Yankee Stadium, I still prefer the Old Yankee Stadium to the New Yankee Stadium. Me too, and a yeah. lot of Yankee fans do too. Yeah, I agree. And then the other stadium I've been to was uh, Nationals Park. I've been there twice now. Nice. That's that's a beautiful stadium too. Um, I, I, I've been yeah, no, I've been there too. It's, it's really at, awesome. That's a great that's stadium my, there. It's up um, there for me. I would love to try and get like if we're staying East Coast some stadiums. I would love to try and get to like as soon as possible. You gotta get to Baltimore. I gotta get to Baltimore. You gotta get to Baltimore. I gotta get to Camden Yards. Camden I still Yards haven't been to great. Fenway. You haven't been to Fenway? I haven't been to Fenway. I don't really care about I mean, I have to see it because it's on my bucket list, but Bro, I went I, was Bank. At, I went to Fenway last year and well Citizens Bank, that's that's an easy ride. Oh yeah, no. Citizens yeah, Bank. I'm, is I'm, an easy in terms ride. of in terms of getting there, that's not a problem. Yeah. In terms of wanting to go into Philly is It's really not that bad. I I've I've been to actually a couple of Phillies games in my Mets gear at Phillies Mets games. It's really and not And you haven't it, gotten like death threats? The worst the worst I got is the guy the water the guy passing out water. Well, set up in front of me and he was like waters waters as water was like spraying on me from uh, the bucket but then he was like yeah i was like somebody's got a house to you he was yeah. really nice we started chatting yeah. um and See, it was like, a hot I, day I, so cool me off so honestly i i really think like philly fans have just been like mythologized as absolute fucking monsters like getting a bad rap in when general. i think it's really just a few bad apples that people run into well, yeah, like, every i went there and, like no one gave me dirty looks like people were nice to me like but that, go ahead, go that ahead. also goes for every fan base of any sport like it's some true. people would be like, I guess a lot of people could say, you know, this fan base is total shit. But I'm like, maybe twenty percent, if that, are actually like that. The rest are probably like just quiet people who want to enjoy the game. Like yeah. people are people. Like it doesn't matter, especially in this country. Like it, 
we're so much more similar than we are different. Yeah. Like the people in Philly, you're not that different than us Long Islanders. No, they're really not. We like the same things: meat, cheese, bread, and sports. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's really not much difference between all uh, of us. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, other stadiums I would love to get. One stadium that I've been dying to get to is PNC. PNC Pittsburgh, dude. I was there. I think two there. years ago. I've been dying to get there. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh my god. Awesome. But I gotta tell you, I got to my two favorite parks. Yeah. AT and T Park in San Francisco. Damn, dude, that's another Amazing. one I've been trying. Everyone should go there. to that park. If you're a baseball too. fan, you have to go to the park. My heart is broken because there used to be a cafe across the street from AT&T Park that had the greatest donuts this planet has ever manufactured. Yeah. But now that place has been, I think they're just under new ownership, so it's a whole new thing now. Before you go to your second stadium, one thing I, I would love to say, I love the stadiums that are like still in... Uh, like residential areas, almost like a Wrigley. Dude, Field. it was a city. It was a city corner. Yeah, it's like you're just walking in San Francisco, and then like you look up and oh shit, here's a ball st- ballpark where mm-hmm. a professional baseball team. Like plays. for those who are listening, th- think of how Madison Square Garden is like neatly tucked in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. That's now, a great analogy. I like it, that. I like that eight, The entire ballpark is yeah. tucked away in San Fran, just like that. Yeah. It's right on the bay. Yep. It's, it's so, it's so, it's so beautiful. I love stadiums like that. Wrigley's another one I would love to get to. I, uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to Wrigley gotta either. Get to I got to get to Wrigley. Kind of wish I got there before they did the renovations because like, it could have gotten the old school feel, but yeah, I still got to cool. get there. Well, just go during a day game and you'll get at least yeah, some of that old school day feel. Day game works, yeah. Um, but it's between AT&T and Park and um, Great America Ballpark in Cincinnati. And here's the thing. Here's my thing. I was more enamored with the area surrounding the stadium. Inside the stadium is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Very right. well-maintained, beautiful-looking field. But the area outside of it mm. is like this entire fucking like campus. Really? It's like imagine a college campus for the Cincinnati Reds. Like <laughs> restaurants. That's awesome. Gift shops, photo ops, statues. It's like this is entire and people are running around. It's just... It's it's like a baseball. Great America ballpark is a great name great for it. Yeah, it, it's such a dream if you're a baseball. I fan. mean, there's so many ballparks that I've heard are, are just unbelievably like not like Bush Stadium. I heard, yep, beautiful. Bush. Um, they just put up new Globe Life Park down in Arlington for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Heard the old one was nice. The new one I is probably going to be just even more you know amazing. Um. Even though everyone, this is the most hated team in America right now, Minute Maid Park. You know, they took out Tall's Hill and they were installed a camera. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but in, in, in seriousness, in seriousness, that that's, that stadium does look beautiful as well. I, I mean, a lot of stadiums, a lot of teams in terms of their stadiums, they do it right. And they be, it's a tourist attraction. You want to go and see them. I know I personally, my life goal is to get to all 30 ballparks or if we expand 32 or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That's my goal in life. Um, I like that's on my bucket list. That's something I would love to do. I've been to three so far. Still have a lot more to go, but I'll chip that chip chip away at them. Yeah, let me know if you ever want to do a road trip back to Baltimore. I would love to see Camden Yards again. If you want, how many stadiums have you seen? Okay, so I've got. Let's not counting the old Yankee and shit. No, no, no. Thirty right now. Right now, Yankee Stadium, City Field, Fenway Park, uh, Great America Ballpark, PNC Park, Camden Yards. What's the Nationals Park? Help me out. Nationals Park. Just National. <laughs> that's why I can't know it because they don't have a fucking sponsor. So Nationals Park. Okay, that's seven. AT and T Park. That's eight. I think that's everything. Hold on. Did you say Fenway already? I said. I believe so. Okay. I, I think I said Fenway. All right, so we'll stick at eight. Let's just stick with eight. Let me that's... just let me just get one last. Oh, and uh, Phillies. Citizens Bank. Citizens Nine. Bank Park. Nine. 
That's why. That's why. Shit, I you almost have. A, you almost have a third of the, third I, of the way. I'm there. almost a third of the way there. I'm Fuck, to, I gotta catch up. Any East Coast teams? I'm forgetting. I've not said. Oh, and Atlanta. I made it old, to Atlanta. Old or new? New. Really? Yeah. When I when what, I lived what, in, what, when what, I lived in Charleston, I, I don't know. Fuck, I never I know the names of these parks. I know it's a Brave Stadium to me. Yeah, I forget the natural name, but that that's a nice stadium. But when I lived at, oh, so nice. They did. I that's do know they one had where I wore all my Mets gear to yeah. a Mets Braves game, and maybe it's just the Southern culture. As, they were so polite. As long as you're not a dick, yeah. When you go to these other stadiums and you're in opposing teams' gear or just you know any kind of gear, how often are they going to give you shit? Well, you know what it is. It's like for most of us, right? The love of baseball unites us beyond our love of our teams. Yeah. You know, I was in Atlanta, and you know. People saw I was in Mets gear just mm. sitting among all these Braves fans, and the people around me just started asking me questions like, yeah. where are you from? You're from New York? Oh, shit. Yeah, baseball, yeah. Oh, your team's looking good. Oh, you know, that Syndergaard guy's really good. You know, yeah. just exchanging conversation like that. Again, for most of us, our love for baseball transcends our love of our teams. Yeah. You know? and like That's what it should be. And this is going back to what we started with. Yeah. This is what Manfred and the league do not understand. Right. This is, this is the part of the game they do not understand. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, I've been to 10 ballparks. I gotta catch up, man. <laughs> I'll do some repeats with you. I'll tell you this. Can I tell you? I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I was not impressed by Fenway. Really? I, really I mean, wasn't. I guess it was. It, it was all. It was all right. It, it, it was just cool. historically. Historically, the ballpark was great. has been there for over a hundred years. That was the cool thing. But like that novelty wears off by the third inning, and the seat is too small. The seat is, is too really? damn fucking small. Nah. Every right, <laughs> dude. Well, I sound like such even... a dick. I sound like such a dick. No, no. I mean, but that's how I was when I went to Nationals Park. Like, yeah, we sat uh, and, and watched a little bit of the game, but a lot of time we were walking around, like we were trying to yeah. take everything in. You know, they had the nice bar out there in, in center field, which is well, really I'll, nice. I'll say this about Fenway: like Great America Ballpark, they had a great little community around Again, but the that's, ballpark. Like, that's one of those yeah. instances where it's just nestled in. You know, yep. the heart of, I wouldn't say the heart of, but like just there in the city, you walk out your, mm-hmm. your apartment, you make a left. Oh, look, it's fucking it's right fucking there. Yeah, it, it's the green monster. I mean, that's what's crazy. It, I, like, I visited my friend Brian Laurenti, if you're listening. I visited him when I went to go see Fenway, and we walked from his apartment to Fenway. Yeah. And it was like just, it was just like a normal walk. It's like yeah. if you and I walked a stop and shop right now, mm-hmm. you know, you cross a few streets. I love, you know, you I love stadiums that are like that. Me too. I mean, because I think that's the City, spirit City of baseball. City Field doesn't really have... That's not City no, Field. that's not City Field. It wasn't even Shea Stadium. No, so, it wasn't. You know, wasn't. I, I think that's just not how New York parks were built. Because no. Yankee Stadium isn't like that either. You know? They it's a little have, closer. They have that... But they, they have like a little park, like yeah. not far. Um, if I was the Mets, I'd develop that whole area um, supposed, on the, on the were, east side of the field. They were supposed to. What they wanted to do is they add like... A, I don't know if it was necessarily... Or if they wanted to do it or... What I had heard, they wanted to add like a shopping center. I mean, not shopping center, but like something like that. They're trying to bars yeah. and restaurants and everything like that. And they have a few of those, mind you, around there. Like they got like a handful. Well, they're but it with, should extend down the block. But they're within. But those those restaurants and such, they're within. Like McFadden's. Yeah. That's in City Field. Technically, it's not yeah. outside of City Field. It's a good point. Which would be nice to have because now, all right, now we're just done with the game. Well, because oh, then McFadden's, we don't, like, McFadden's then, like, is clo- oh, crazy. Let's go to one of the bars. Because check it. Let's say there's a day where it's too cold for us to tailgate. Mm-hmm. We can go to one of the restaurants. We can exactly. go to one of the bars. You exactly. know, and then oh hey guys, it's game time. Oh wait, I gotta finish my drink. That's okay. We'll we'll go in in the second inning. Like yeah. you know, something like that. It's 
they it's should wild. they should develop it, but again, it's the Will Ponds, and they're not going to. They're not going to put the money because in they it. don't have the money because they turned down two point six billion dollars, and they got caught in the Bernie Madoff pyramid scheme. And why they Major League Baseball did not step in and ask them to sell the, the team that after that, I'll never know. The fact that they still haven't stepped in is is shocking. But well, they they are obviously obviously they, they are deep seated. Well, I the, think Seelig was close with the Will Ponds. And they're all Manfred, Will Ponds are close with everyone. I don't get why, um, <laughs> but. It's got yeah, to be a legacy. Manfred right? was just basically like, don't fuck up my legacy. Uh, well, Ma- Selig said to Manfred, don't fuck up my legacy. I mean. You know, Selig, for what it's worth, it's like, you know, he caught a lot of flack for the steroid scandal, you know, I and mean, that whole thing. I think but, I think when it comes down to it, though, this signed Selig scandal is going to be worse than the steroid era. It are, to me, it already is. Right? Like, to me, it already is. I'm glad I'm, like, steroid scandal, we were talking about the home run record, not championships. Yeah. You know, not not that what Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds did wasn't impressive mm-hmm. or good for the game. It's many ways the McGuire Griffey Sosa year, the home run race in 1998, revitalized the game. Yeah. No, it you did. It, I'm not the, trying to take that away no, from them. No, after the 94 strike, um, you know, the which steroid was the era, Expos' best year. Oh yeah, they they should have won <laughs> the World Series at that. They got screwed. It's, out the, of that. it's the Canadian conspiracy. Um, but yeah, after the 94 strike, baseball attendance and such was going down and. Steroid error occurred, and you know everyone's hitting home runs left and right. You got McGuire and Sosa doing what they do, trying to break records. Bonds comes in a couple years later, like it saved baseball. Now, and just like if we, if you look back, actually, like all like almost the serious scandals that have occurred in MLB history, something big has saved baseball after that. You had the the Black Sox scandal in nineteen nineteen. Who came in after that? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth saved baseball. Everyone loved Babe Ruth. He was breaking all these records. Well, home that, runs were like such a rarity. Exactly. But that like, was a dead ball if, era. Yeah, if you he, went he, to see Ruth, you could see a home run. Yeah. Then you get the steroid era, um, the '94 strike. Yeah, the uh, the steroid era that saved baseball. There. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like backwards. Like the scandal was the scandal is what saved baseball, but still, something big happened, and it was saved by something. Now we have the sign stealing scandal. You know, I mean. I don't know if it's going to, you know, destroy baseball like those other things could have, but it's going to be on everyone's mind, and it's considered at this point one of the bigger scandals that we've seen. Well, because it involves a championship, yeah. like you know, when we talk about when we talk about the '94 strike, that didn't mm. that didn't take away a championship no. or invalidate a championship. When we talk about the steroid era, that didn't really invalidate a championship because no. all the championship the Yankees won in that era, they were facing plenty of steroid using mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. you know, like. So it didn't invalidate any championships. I think now what we're going to see the way the the ball has been juiced, like all these home runs. Like I'm not going to lie, that's people kind of like if you that people want to see you know home runs. As long as games, everyone's I mean, playing the same game, I guess the, it's, you know it's, that's what I'm not, saying. I don't care. Juice yeah. the ball, don't juice the ball. I yeah. don't care as long as every that's that. And I feel like that's the way everybody feels. I feel like mm-hmm. that's what makes this Astros thing so controversial. Is like I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. people who look back on the steroid era, at least the ones I talk to, they don't care. I don't care We anymore. still love Barry Bonds. Yeah. We still love all those memories, you know? As long as everyone's playing the same mm-hmm. game. But when you have a team like the Astros who are taking an obvious advantage over the other teams, then it's a problem. Yeah. I don't care that the ball is juiced so Pete Alonso can hit 50-plus bombs. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the ball's juiced and Aaron Judge can hit 50-plus bombs. Mm-hmm. Neither Aaron Judge or Alonso have the advantage. They're hitting the same fucking ball. But when you have one team that's stealing signs, that's when things go yeah. wrong. I mean, it, this is really going to go down as, like you said, one of the biggest, uh, not conspiracies, the biggest scandals in MLB history because according to several reports, you know, several teams 
went to Manfred or went to their front office and be like, yo, you got to check. They're doing something. And do mm-hmm. I think the Astros are the only team doing this? Absolutely Probably not. Probably not. Absolutely not. But they're stupid enough to get caught, and now that they've been caught, but, but with banging of a trash guy, I still can't get over how, I can't, no how dumb that, that is. How dumb that was. Like, the, how dumb the buzzer, that was. I don't know if the buzzers thing is real. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I, I'm inclined to believe it is. Yeah. But sometimes I could fall into a conspiratorial mindset. So I'm I know, me put, too. I'm just going to put my cards on the table yeah, with that. But, one. I mean, uh, I, I just lost my train of thought. Just, like, thinking about, like, how stupid banging of a trash can. But it worked, too. Like that's yeah, the, but no one heard. It. Thank God for John no, Boy. They, like, but that's the thing they knew though. Like the who's the third base coach who knew? Uh, there was a third base coach on one of the teams who forget. knew and was like kind of making jokes about them stealing signs. I forget to kind of get back at them. But anyway, it's like they they knew. It's just baseball has a thing about trying to bury. It's like Seelig knew about the steroids. You know, they well they, Manfred probably knew about this long ago, but he's like, "Fuck, I can't ignore it anymore." Now I have to do something. Well, because you know, you you like to think you get away with it, right? Because but I think, Manfred doesn't want to be known as the guy who oversaw the cheating scandal, so he's like, "Well, maybe this will just fucking go away." It's not. Oh, well, that's kind of what happened with Seelig, though. He he looked the other way and be like, "What's that? They're doing steroids, but attendance is up. And we're making a lot of money." Okay, I'm and gonna look this way. But here's going to be the difference: is none of us got robbed with the steroid scandal. No, no. None of us got robbed. The Mets had steroid users. The Yankees did. The Diamondbacks. The Angels. Everyone, the everyone, Giants. Everyone, they all had them. I'm not no, saying everyone did it because that's not true. Definitely but every not. team had every, one at least person who was without on question. Without question, every team had at least one player who was juicing. But the problem with this is Yankee fans are never gonna let this one go. Because they were plain and simple, robbed of... In a sense, they really shouldn't because this... this They should not let this go. Like, they were robbed of a pennant. This got in the they way were robbed of championships. Of the, the Dodgers were robbed of a World Series, something that they've been seeking since yep. the NBA. Much, like, much as I hate them, I have plenty of sympathy for them on that. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, it, I'm still shocked that it, this has happened. Everything, all the reports and everything that we've seen. Um, you know... The new report that came out either it was either today or, or yesterday that Beltron was indeed the mastermind by the whole thing, the Godfather of so, yeah, all. Some people, I've uh, got some people have come forward and said like, and that let me tell you that breaks now, my heart. But now that that gives breaks us, my now heart. Now it's a good thing that we parted ways, fired um, <laughs> Beltron uh, because my it, it, heart. had it been had he still be in it now, it would be. Even worse than the And I, I have to be honest with you. And I said, it's funny because this news came out between my last podcast with Scott mm-hmm. and this podcast with you. And I said with him that Beltron, even with all of this, was still one of my top three favorite Mets. But if that is true, that he really was the driving force beyond, behind all of this, I can't say that anymore. No, it's, it's, Bro, the, the game, integrity's real. Integrity's a real thing. You know? Just, I still, like, I can't believe it because he just doesn't. At least when he was a Met, you he never seemed like that guy. Yeah. He seemed like the humble guy. Like, do you remember in 2006 when he got off to a hot start mm-hmm. and he Everyone. had like two home runs in a game and Julio Franco was trying to tell him like, "Hey, go do your curtain call." And Beltran was like, "No, I don't deserve it." Yeah. Like, I, I haven't done anything. Like, you know, he just seemed like this humble guy yeah. who just wanted to play the game the right way. And that assessment obviously could not have been any more wrong. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart because I did used to love watching him play. Like, I used to love his defense, yeah. his swing, at least from the left-hand he side, is, was perfect. He is one of the best position players in Mets history. Um, I'd say I'd say he was the best center fielder in Mets history. Uh, I agree. You know, uh, at, least, at least in his prime years with the team between 06 and 08. But now it's like, 
Just like everything else with this Astro scandal, it's just a fucking stain. And it's like I can't look away from that. Yeah, you know, I can forgive Bonds much easier than I can forgive Beltron. And, may, and yeah, maybe I'm, I'm only saying that because the wound is fresh. But I can forgive Bonds way easier than I can forgive forgive Beltron. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll end it on this. It looks like that called third strike in 2006 set something off in him because he never wanted to be surprised by a curveball ever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, it's good. That's good. Yeah, that's I good. Try. It must have set something off on him. And you know, it, it's a shame because I, yeah. I, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big man about the hero's journey. I'm a big man about a redemption arc. I was there too. I really I believe in- this was going to be a great story with Beltron. He was going to break through the first threshold, end up in the belly of the beast, and rescue his father from the underworld. Come back into the new world with the elixir and save the city. Mm. But no. No, it was quite the but, fucking opposite. But, he never got out of the belly of the whale. I think he was the whale. Yeah. I think it's good though that they uh, met. Like I said, quote unquote, parted ways. Part ways when they did. Part ways. No, otherwise it would be a wor- the PR disaster that they've had all year, all off season. And this, the players don't deserve it. I don't think the players no. were going to respect no, him. No, because now, now it's their time. It's, yeah, it's, spring training is here. It is the players. We're not time. here to talk about Beltran. No, if he was here, here. That's all we'd be fucking yeah. talking about. It's I, all I, the I press we want to talk about. Yeah, it, it was the right call. Without question, mm. to get to 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 part ways to part ways with him, yeah. but look, it, it wouldn't have mattered what we did. We could have won three World Series in a row, and people were just going to look at it. it. People were just going to look at it like, well, Beltron was the manager, yeah, and, you know. So, look, we we have to wrap this up. We've we we've, yep. we've eclipsed over an hour. Oh yes, but I do. I mean, we have a little bit of time. I'd say we have like a few minutes. So I want to give you the mic, like I give to everybody. Take two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, spit into the mic what you want the world to hear. Let them know where they can find you. Let them know what's yeah. coming up with the end of the bench. And uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, basically, what's coming up right now, we got spring training starting. Uh, like I said, my MOB predictions have begun. I started with our hometown teams and their divisions, AL East, NL East, just to kind of kickstart everything. Currently working through uh, the remaining divisions. So be on the lookout of that uh, at the end of the bench.com. Uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Milano Cookies with a Z56. Uh, you'll be able to, I'll be tweeting all. All, all all season, all spring training. I'm just excited. Baseball is back, and you know, just please continue to be a fan of uh, the end of the bench because what Scott and we all do there is, like I said, we're fans, and we just want to get our, our our opinions and everything out there. And I, I thank Scott every day for allowing me to be a part of it because uh, if I didn't have this, I would just be talking my fiance's head off, and <laughs> she would probably kill me. At some point. Uh, so it's a good thing that I have this outlet so I can uh, express to the world. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think it's incredible what you guys are doing at the end of the bench. You guys are growing. We are. Like you, you, at least like the last couple months for you guys have been astronomical. We, we've and been I hope it to, keeps going. I do too. I do too. And you know, now that baseball season has begun, we're going to have a lot more stories. Um, at least me personally. Uh, you know, Sooner or later we'll have uh, NBA uh, playoffs. That's where Scott's time to shine. Um, you know, we we'll still have the XFL. We'll see how good the Guardians do. We'll see how the uh, the XFL. Turns yeah, I'm sad out. we didn't get to get into the Guardians, but maybe I'll have you back in here when we make the playoffs. That that's we'll, gonna we'll be talk, nice. We'll talk uh, some Guardians. There you playoffs. go. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Hell yeah! But uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you to everybody who's been listening, Pat. Thank you for coming on, thank dude. You. you know you're always welcome, motherfuckers. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care, guys. And forever and ever and ever, whatever it is beyond that, what you might call. God 
in the Western tradition or Brahman in Hindu philosophy or Tao in Chinese. Every one of us is really that, but we are pretending we are. And we are pretending with tremendous skill and deception. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?